marked day six of training camp practice here at the UC Health Training Center. What's up, Broncos country? Thanks for tuning in for another edition of Broncos Now. I'm your host, Sydney Jones, and it was a tough day of practice out there for the Broncos, losing two guys to injuries. Wide receiver Tim Patrick and running back Demarie Crockett both left practice early today with knee injuries. We'll hear reactions from head coach Nathaniel Hackett, several players, and more coming up on today's episode. Unfortunately, both wide receiver Tim Patrick and running back Demarie Crockett will miss the 2022 season due to the injuries they suffered in practice today. Demarie announced on his own social media that he tore his ACL after a special teams period at practice, and Tim got carted off the field during the second team period of practice. Tim's injury looked pretty scary. He went up, caught a nice deep pass, but then came down on it wrong and immediately grabbed his leg. First and foremost, I mean, both those guys have been working so hard, you know, and, uh, you know, a guy like Tim, who's such an amazing leader, um, that has done everything we've asked, you know, I mean, it breaks your heart. You can tell just how well-respected Tim is on this team and how much this team truly cares for each other. Following Tim's injury, the entire team huddled around him as they waited for the cart to come out onto the field. And several players, including Kareem Jackson and Cortland Sutton, reacted to the news after practice. Coaches usually flip it around and keep going. I think um, him going down, I think that's the longest I've ever seen you know, at practice you know, be held. You know, just for guys who kind of show, you know, uh, their support, you know, uh, I mean, Tim is, is a big part of this team, big part of our offense. Um, I mean, I tell them all the time, you know, he's the heart and soul of that, of that, that group, that, that receiver room. But um, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely tough. Show as much support as we can and, you know, hope for the best. I think our team as a whole, I think uh, we, we, we've all become really tight and and everyone cares so much about each other, but you know, Tim. Tim is such a, you know, impactful, you know, person for this team, a leader, uh, a vet. Uh, uh, you know, he's he's the vet that you know you want to mold your you got your young guys after. You know, the guy does like I said everything that he needs to do to make sure that he's prepared for practice, prepared for games, um, going into meetings. He's that he's the guy who does the things that you want your young guys to mold themselves after. You know. Um, like I said, like you said, it speaks volumes to, you know, the fact that everyone wanted to go over there to make sure he was okay. Guys over there praying for him. Guys over there, you know, telling him to keep his head up and be positive and to, you know, um, you know, just continue to, you know, you know, hope hope for the best in that situation. Yesterday, we heard about the mental health struggles that KJ Hamler dealt with following his ACL tear. So it's no surprise that moments after Tim's injury, KJ walked off the field and into the locker room to pray with him. Tim. Probably one of the reasons, him and Court, probably one of the reasons I got through what I got through. You know, um, just having them, at, you know, by my side and just, you know, having them encouraging me and always, you know, saying stuff to me and just giving me words of wisdom, you know. So, you know, just to see him go down, you know, is is is, is unexplainable. You know, I just, I, I caught a flashback soon as he fell. So it was just, you know, I don't know what it is still, but, you know, we're praying for the best. Hoping both Tim and Demarie have a speedy recovery. And another news surrounding the team, it was announced Tuesday morning that seven-time Formula One world champion Sir Lewis Hamilton joined the Walter Penner family ownership group. Here's a look at a statement released by the team from Rob Walton. It reads, we're delighted to welcome seven-time Formula One world champion Sir Lewis Hamilton to our ownership group. 
He's a champion competitor who knows what it takes to lead a winning team and a fierce advocate for global equality, including his own sport. With over 100 race wins, Lewis is considered the most successful F1 driver of all time. His resilient spirit and standard of excellence will be an asset to the ownership group and the Broncos organization. And now take a listen to Coach Hackett's reaction to this news. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I mean, they, t- uh, you know, I heard from Patrick, and uh, when he told me, I mean, I, w- I was shocked. I mean, that's a legend. I mean, anytime you can have a winner of that caliber uh, is, is something, I mean, it's an honor just to be part of an organization that, that he is. So, I mean, it's a great group that they put together. It really is. I can't wait to, you know, get to know everybody and, and talk with them, maybe after the season a little more because we got, we got a lot going on. But um, I'm really excited about it. I mean, it's just great to have, you know, the energy we've got, Russell, you know, the group, the team, how they're going. And then also you've got the supporting cast around it that brings so much knowledge and, uh, and, and winning. It's, it's great. Now it's time to welcome Broncos lead writer Eric Delala onto the show. Eric, a really tough day out there at practice. Obviously, like I mentioned earlier in the show, lost two guys to injuries. I went into a little bit of detail, but what happened? What did you see? Yeah, I mean, Crockett, it was hard to see what happened because it was kind of at the other side of the yeah. field, but it was a special teams drill. Um, we didn't see much of what happened to it, but before you know it, kind of there's trainers attending to him, mm-hmm. um, spends a couple minutes down on the ground, eventually is able to walk off the field kind of under his own power. That one, you almost thought maybe the Broncos were going to escape because he was limping a little bit, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, Of course, he puts out that he's torn his ACL. And then later in practice, Sydney, Tim Patrick goes up for a kind of a back shoulder throw, uh, makes a great grab over a Sangbassi, comes down, lands fine. There was nothing kind of wrong with how he landed. He then took off and started running, and when he planted the first time, his leg just kind of gave out, and he went to the ground really quickly, Mm -hmm. and it was just really clear right away that this was not going to be good. I feel like it's so tough for, you know, these players who Tim and Demarie are their best friends, their teammates. It's so hard for these players to get back into the groove of practice and to go back out there. How did you see kind of the tempo maybe shift after that and for the rest of practice, really? Yeah, that's a really good point. Things changed quickly. Yeah. Um, there was like this sense of energy going on with practice. And when Tim got hurt in particular, there was just kind of like this pall that was cast over practice. Yeah. You could feel the energy just get zapped right out of it. Um, I think it spoke to Russell Wilson's leadership ability that the Broncos were able to kind of get things going a little bit. Um Obviously, the first team offense did not have success later in practice with a move the ball drill. Um, And I wonder if that's partially to do with Tim's injury and having to put a couple of different guys in there. But um, just for them to be able to kind of return to practice and get some more reps, that speaks to to Russell's leadership, Nathaniel Hackett's leadership. And that's just a part of this game, Kareem Jackson said. A lot of the times you just flip the field and you go – right again you just keep taking reps and that this actually was one of the longer times they spent um for an injury but yeah there was a noticeably different tone um after that injury but said i think one of the things about the nfl is that the next day that should be gone and so i'll be watching for that tomorrow is that externally people talk about injuries and how they impact this team inside the building a lot of the times you have to move on you have to move forward broncos need to do that tomorrow that'll be something to watch for Yeah, and I felt like that meant a lot coming from Kareem, who has, this is his 13th training camp, and he said that's the longest, you know, pause or stop that he's ever seen at practice for a guy, and I think that goes to show just how well-respected Tim is on this team, too. Right. You know, it was announced later after practice that Tim will miss this upcoming season, so 
Eric, who do you think will fill his spot? I know there's a lot of receivers kind of looking um, to get one of those final spots on the team. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because normally a team will keep five or six receivers. I think yeah. we might have talked about this before, but mm -hmm. you now look at Cortland, Jerry Judy, uh, KJ Hamler as kind of those top three locks. Mm -hmm. And then there's just kind of a couple spots up for grabs. I think it's very likely now that Montrell Washington takes one of those spots. The rookie had a great day today, two touchdowns, a long catch. I think from Brett Rippon uh, midway through practice. He's been much better than I think anybody thought he would be on offense. You kind of thought this guy's going to be a punt returner. He's going to be right. a kick returner, yep. but he's not going to do anything on offense. You know, and I, I don't mean to to diss anybody, but, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of think of what Deontay Spencer's role was last yep. year. That's kind of what I expected. Montreal Washington has shown he might be up for more than that. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, that would get them to four, of course. And then you think, okay, well, there's a bunch of guys that could possibly compete for that fifth spot. And and I do think at this point, maybe it makes sense to just keep five given kind of all those guys are probably about the same talent wise. Mm -hmm. um, but Tyree Cleveland's a guy to keep an eye on just because of his special teams mm -hmm. contribution. Uh, Kendall Hinton obviously is a fan favorite. Mm -hmm. He took a step forward last year, has some regular season experience. Travis Fulgham led the Eagles in receiving in 2020. Those are, are three guys kind of on the bubble that could be competing for two or three spots. Um, the one question I have, Sydney, is that Tim Patrick, he's a big guy, six foot yeah. four, um, bodies, uh, corners out, you know, able to box those guys out in the end zone. Nobody other than Cortland Sutton and Seth Williams is taller than six foot two now that Tim's hurt. So I wonder, does George Payton look either on the waiver wire, uh, through a trade, a free agent signing? Does he look for someone with a little bit of a bigger body? Because you like to have those two big receivers on the outside and Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick and then have Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler available to kind of be the speed guys in the slot. That's kind of my question. If if that's the way they want to go and have a bigger body receiver, they might have to look outside the building. That's a really great point and one that I didn't think about. So we'll all have to be on the lookout for that. You know, Eric, after practice, Hackett said that the offense had a better focus today than they did yesterday, like we talked about on the show. What were, I know you talked about this a little bit, but what were kind of your observations today from, you know, that point in that regard? Yeah, I think the offense, their focus was better. There were no, well, not as many pre-snap penalties. Um, yeah. I thought the plays looked a little bit crisper. Um, there's still a lot to work on for this offense, which I think we expected. Um, we've heard from Nathaniel Hackett that this is going to take some time. You're going to have to kind of learn stuff, implement it. There might be some growing pains. Um, we, we've seen that with offenses when, you bring a new quarterback in, whether it's Tom Brady in Tampa or Matthew Stafford in Los Angeles. So I'm not, not entirely surprised, but um, the Broncos, I think, are it's still early enough in camp that I'm not worried, but it's something to watch over the next two, three weeks is do we get to this point where things click for the Broncos offense? Because right now the offensive line, I think, is probably losing that battle against the defensive line most times. I mean, Draymond Jones has been playing very well. Um, and then the other thing is that those deep passes that we kind of expect from Russell Wilson, in this offense, those have been hard to complete against his secondary. Mm -hmm. Um, and then situationally, you know, the Broncos offense has been good in the red zone, but they did kind of a, a two minute move the ball drill that I mentioned before in two opportunities, the Broncos offense was not able to move the ball and score points. And so that's a situation where you expect this is what Russell Wilson is here for to bring you back from behind to um, pull off these comebacks Yeah. on Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday, right? It's said. Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and days all meshed together. They just are <laughs> blending together. That didn't happen for the Broncos offense. So they've got to figure that out. I'm not worried at this point, but I just think 
at some point over the next week or two, you want to see things kind of click for this offense. You know, you mentioned the secondary. So obviously we got to talk about Pat Sertan. I feel like there isn't a day that goes by that we don't talk about him on the show just because he is absolutely dominating camp this year as you know many of us expected him to. But even Cortland Sutton said today following camp that being able to go up against Pat every day is making him a better receiver. And he just loves watching him play. What is it about Pat that maybe our fans don't see on a daily basis that really makes him so good? Yeah, I mean, there's so much. I mean, he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the athleticism, he's got the kind of the smarts that you need, the understanding of the system. All that is really important and why he's so good. But part of it, I think, is just that he's he's cool. And I don't mean that from like the, you know, he's really he's a cool dude. He is a cool dude, though. He is a cool dude. Yeah. But he um, the moment doesn't seem too big for him. And when he came out of the draft, one of the scouting reports said, when the ball is in the air, even if he's beaten, Sertan does not panic. And I think that's kind of the mm-hmm. best way to describe Pat Sertan is Cortland Sutton might have his hands on the ball. Cortland Sutton might have a step on him. You know, Jerry Judy might have positioning. Sertan does not panic. And I think that that allows him to, one, make great plays on the ball and get these pass breakups. But then also, if he does allow a completion, it doesn't mean it's going to carry over to the next snap. And you see that sometimes with cornerbacks where if they're having a bad game, one play can kind of spiral or one series can spiral into the rest of the game. I don't think we're going to see that from Pat Sertan just because, I mean, think back to the Eagles game last year. He gives up that really long touchdown where Mm -hmm. he's playing essentially perfect coverage against Devonta Smith, still gives up a touchdown, but then has a really good game for the rest of the game. And so it's just that ability to be cool, not panic, that I think makes Pat Sertan as good as he is. Cool, calm, and collected. Exactly. Well, Eric, fingers crossed, no more injuries tomorrow or the rest of camp. Brutal Um, day. It was a brutal day. Appreciate your time, as always, Eric, and your insight on the team. You got it, Sydney. See you tomorrow. And following today's practice, we caught up with defensive end Draymond Jones and running back Melvin Gordon as they were walking off the field into the locker room to discuss today's practice and being in full pads for the first time this camp. The physicality has been real the entire time since OTAs. We are expressing the issue. We're just, I think we're so competitive. It just feels like we're always 24-7 or in that game mode. So whether we're in chills or just pads and no pants, it kind of feels the same. It's how football is played, so it's good to kind of get back. I feel a little sluggish myself. Um, just got to get back used to wearing the helmet, shoulder pads, the pads, and just kind of making all my cuts. Now it's time to take a look at today's injury update. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, Tim Patrick and Demarie Crockett left practice with knee injuries and will both miss this upcoming season. DJ Jones was not at practice today. Coach Hackett said that they're monitoring his back, but it's nothing serious. Tom Compton, Kwan Williams, and Tyree Cleveland were all not at practice again today, and Billy Turner and Randy Gregory remain on the PUP list. A no update on tight end Greg Dulcich today. He participated in individual drills again, but then went over to a side field to work out for the remainder of practice. Looks like that's all the time we have for today's episode of Broncos Now. Thanks so much for tuning in to this edition. And I hope to see you all right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for day seven of training camp tomorrow.